0: You're listening to the Marketing for Health Coaches podcast, where we talk about everything that's going to help you get clients and have a truly successful business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Amy Littman. With over 15 years in the industry, you can count on me to keep it practical and doable. In this episode, I'm going to share how to launch your first offer, whether that is a short group program or a private coaching program. This episode is actually an excerpt from a free coaching call I recently hosted with my community. And what you're about to hear is me coaching Yolanda, who is a brand new coach. And on our call, here's what she wrote in She said, I've been building my social media presence and have a few freebies, but now I'm building my first course to offer. I don't have a website. So, what is the best way to market? This is such a great question. And one I know you likely have, in many ways, it is the question because it's really about how do I get clients? So let's dive into my conversation with Yolanda and my guidance, which you can apply to your business. The conversation starts with Yolanda sharing about her niche and her offer.
1: My niche has been working with people who are dealing with psoriasis, and I've changed. Kind of how I go about my presence in social media, as far because I did also a culinary course, so I teach a lot about or I provide a lot of recipes, and I realized that what I wanted to focus is reducing inflammation, because at the core, reducing inflammation helps our skin, helps our psoriasis, and so I guess I wanted to get some input with that as well. And so my first course that I wanted to offer is is doing a sugar challenge with doing live calls on zoom like this and just supporting and doing like a, doing a group coaching call. So that way people can support each other. And I'm providing recipes on this as well. That's what I wanted to offer as my, my, uh, my first course. I just wanted to get your input about that.
0: Can I ask you a couple more questions? So I understand the big picture. Are you planning to see clients one-on-one?
1: Yeah. So I've done just some pro bono stuff that I've done with people that have connected through social media, but I haven't done, I haven't sold any one-on-one packages yet.
0: Okay. So you're new, you're a new, coach. new coach. Yeah. Congratulations. And you're just gonna, starting to build a list and a social media following. Correct. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Couple of points. I'm going to kind of answer this in a couple different ways. Because your niche, uh, it's fantastic that you're really clear on who you want to work with. Because it is very specific, you are really going to want to find other practitioners and communities that have people with psoriasis in them. I don't know how prevalent psoriasis is, but that's my feeling. Like I've never met anyone with psoriasis. Obviously, lots of people have it. Yeah. I've seen the commercials for the, you know, yeah. pharmaceuticals and all of that. And it's something that probably a lot of people don't talk about. I would really, you know, when it comes to communities, like Facebook groups are a really popular one. One thing that you're going to run into with Facebook groups, if you've found them like particularly geared towards people with psoriasis, is that they may not allow promotion in the group. Like I don't allow promotion in my Facebook group because I'm protective of the community. And um, and so you can kind of understand sometimes people have Facebook groups because they just really want to create community around something that maybe they've struggled with. And it's not a business venture, but they're protecting that community. And sometimes it could be a competitor of yours who has the group and you know we don't we want to be respectful of that but sometimes those types of groups and communities are going to be open depending they are going to be open so you just want to reach out to to the admins of the group and be really respectful doing live streams with like with the admin or leader of the group if they're open to that could be a good like first step in, in getting visibility and then doing that live stream, giving lots of value, having a link to one of your freebies that you have. Just make sure your freebie is very specifically related to psoriasis. Practitioners, obviously dermatologists come up, right? I'm not sure what other practitioners but possibly acupuncture, maybe naturopaths. I would brainstorm. If this is something you've struggled with, think about all the different types of people you have seen, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And you can also poll people or ask people, do a little market research and find out from a handful of people, like who are all the people that you've seen? And then you could maybe even get introductions to people, and the goal there is that you can add value. You're doing something that's complementary, and so if someone—I don't even know if acupuncture is a—is something that people with cirrhosis do, but if it is, it's like let's really help these people. Like combine, they're getting acupuncture and 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 you don't have to. I would recommend that you you spread your net as far as you can, like not just like, let's find one acupuncturist and I'm gonna just work with them. But, and this would be something you would grow over time, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing I teach our clients that I really recommend is having one day of the week where your is your, one day is like a research day. And when I say day, it could be 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And then one day is your reach out day. So if you have one day a week, and you might put this all in one day, you know, everyone's schedules are different. But if you have a block of time, regardless of when it is, every week that are you're, re- you're doing research of for you, it would be finding the groups, finding identifying practitioners, seeing who you know who might know those people could give you an in, right? And then there's a the reach out. And if every week you're doing that and you're just even reaching out to two to four people every week, not everyone's going to get back to you. But if you're also following up with the people you haven't heard back from a couple times, and then I would give it a rest. And then this is what I recommend is like reach out one time and then two follow-ups like each a week apart. And then if they're not getting back to you, like wait two months and you can start a spreadsheet where you're just keeping track of this. And it's one of these things that actually takes so little time, but if you do it consistently, it can yield such big benefits. Mm -hmm. It's really the consistency, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, if we tell our clients, like take a probiotic, right? Right. It's it's like, it takes five seconds to take a probiotic. But if we do it consistently, it's not hard. It's not a hard thing to do. And I'm just a huge fan of keeping things as simple as possible and doing things that are going to yield you results. So I think those partnerships, people who can connect you, who can get you in front of your ideal clients and who can refer your ideal clients to you is going to be really, really huge and i would recommend kind of the process when someone like what you're asking for is to meet with them whether it's online whether it's for tea or whatever it is that's what you're asking for in that email like you'd love to connect you serve a similar audience etc right like you're looking for an acupuncturist that you can refer clients to because you know it can be, and I just keep using that as an example. It's a hypothetical because you know how beneficial that could be, right? And then in that meeting, you're going to just kind of see how it goes. So think of it like dating where we don't ask people to marry us on the first date usually. And if we do, that doesn't go very well. (laughs) So we wanted to see, and what you want to do in that meeting is really focus on them getting to know them, what's their story? How did they get into this? What do they focus on? What are their clients like? What are they needing? How can you support them? And then inevitably, 99% of the time, they're going to say, how about you? Tell me about you, right? If in the rare case, they do not shift to you, you can just really kindly say, hey, would you mind if I shared a little bit about what I'm doing, right? And I'd really focus on your, you know, why you're doing this work and your story. And if it, do you have a story of having psoriasis and finding I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So I think that's really powerful and talking about, you don't know, have to go in great detail, but like your approach to helping people so that they're bought in to why it's powerful, like why they should People to you because they don't know you, right? And then you can talk about how you can support each other. And so if you have a program that's coming up, you can tell them about it and say, do you think this is something your people would be interested in? Would you want to share this with them? And you can get a, what I like to think of it as like a little marketing team of other practitioners or people, whomever, who can be promoting your program for you. And when you're not doing a group program, you're probably going to want referrals for one-on-one coaching. One thing that I would keep... A couple of things I want to say about your launch that I would keep in mind. One is because you are so niche and because you're at the beginning of your journey, you may... I love a short group program. Those of you who've been following me know that I'm a huge proponent of offering a short group program. And it is something you can do when you are brand new using some of what I just shared with Yolanda. And I have lots of other strategies that I I teach when you're new and you're promoting a group program, because it can be such a great feeder into your one-on-one coaching. So you're doing a 14-day program, let's say, you know, people need more. And what they're getting in that short program is they're it's an easy yes, it's a low cost, it's a low time investment. They're getting a taste of what it's like to work with you. They're building their confidence, maybe even in themselves, because they're seeing themselves follow and do the things and take the actions. So often that's a big reason why people don't sign up for things is because they, they don't think they will do the work. So it can be a great feeder into one-on-one coaching. What you might find, and I don't know for sure, is at this stage, you might find it easier to enroll one-on-one clients than to get 10 people into a group program
1: I'm going back and forth on that and doing my launch either one on one or the group and uh, and my program actually is a 14 day course so why I was thinking that maybe I launched that first and then from that have the one on one but I can yeah still do it
0: I mean I would really go with like what you feel excited and drawn to doing and know that you're in the early stages and you're experimenting and don't put a huge amount of uh, weight on like, what are the results of if you do launch, I mean, you're doing one-on-one, you're not, you don't need to launch. There's no launch. But I mean, you're marketing and you're getting out there and you're trying to get connections with people, but it's different than launching a group program. Okay. The other thing I would say, I wanted to comment on um, before we move on is that you mentioned it being a sugar... I forget what you called it. Sugar challenge. A sugar
1: challenge. I mean, I'm still gonna. It's still gonna focus on um, psoriasis, and, right? Um, so,
0: something that I would consider. Um, this is similar to um, what I said earlier. Is focus on the solution, because people aren't walking around going, "I want to do a sugar challenge,"
1: right?
0: Right. right? But they are walking around going, I want relief from the psoriasis. And I've tried X, Y, and Z, and it hasn't worked. In terms of what you're leading with, I would keep that in mind. Yeah. And you can still follow the plan that you have, but it's how you, that's your process, right? Mm -hmm. But you really want to lead with the solution.
1: Yeah, so I'll play with the wording on that. So Mm -hmm. that it is focused on this. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
0: A big thank you to Yolanda for this question and for sharing. As we wrap up this episode, I want to highlight some key points for you to consider. One is really think about the specificity of who you help, this is your niche or your specialty. And when you are really clear and specific about who you help, It really helps you determine who would make a good partner for you. What groups would be great for you to be a part of? What practitioners do these types of people or people who are struggling with this particular health concern or who are striving for a certain result, what types of practitioners are they going to? What types of businesses do they frequent? What groups are they in? So that specificity helps you so much and do a little research with ideal clients to find out what types of practitioners they've seen or businesses or groups they go to or are a part of. They may even be able to make introductions for you. If one of your ideal clients, say, goes to acupuncture, you could ask for an introduction to their acupuncturist. And that warm introduction can be super helpful. And then piggybacking with that, the importance of creating relationships with people who you can connect with, who can get you in front of your ideal clients and who can refer your ideal clients to you cannot be underestimated. Creating these relationships, we call them referral partnerships or partners, it's going to be really, really huge. And it may not sound sexy, but if you just dedicate a short amount of time each week to researching who are people you could connect with, reaching out to them, following up with them, that small amount of time. Can really move the needle, but it is really about consistency with it. And if you miss a week or a month, you can just hop right back in. But my point being that in a short amount of time, you could have an amazing group of three or four or five or 10 amazing referral partners who are sending you clients, who are hosting you for talks, who are promoting your programs. And then the last piece I wanted to highlight, and this came up in the last episode of the podcast, is that when you're promoting your offerings and you're sharing about them and even naming them, leading with the solution versus the how. So in this episode, Yolanda talked about doing a sugar, I think it was a sugar challenge. And but she's helping people with psoriasis. So really what she's going to benefit from is naming the program something to do with psoriasis, alleviating psoriasis versus leading with the sugar challenge. So when it comes to your programs and your work with clients, really think about what is the result you're helping them achieve and lead with that, focus on that versus the how versus the steps they're going to take to get there. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find all of the resources and links to free tools to help you build your business in the show notes directly under this audio. If you like this episode, go ahead and share it with your health coach friends. When you share, it it really helps this community and it means the world to me. And be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button. So you'll always get my best business building tips as soon as they come out. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me today and I will see you next week.